leader Manu Kadi, and we'll have an extended interview with him on our website. Tess Brunton has spent the day with the Prime Minister in Esk Valley, and this is her report. Driving through Eskdale, the mud is thick and still water crosses the road in places. Debris is strewn across orchards, fields and fences, with parts of the road washed away, dead animals, cars wedged against buildings and a lone boat perches on the dross in a field. It was a harrowing time for Maureen Dorr, who owns the doggy farmstay in Eskdale. When the floodwaters hit her house, she had six dogs staying with them and three of her own. So John got one, a German shepherd, and put him in the laundry. We put another one in the bathroom, a rottweiler, and then we put uh, four on the double bed. And then I held two of them above the pantry, near the ceiling. And so the floodwaters came into your house? They came right up to our neck, and then John smashed the kitchen window as the water below the windowsill was lower and let some of the water out. She spent 12 hours like this because going outside was even worse. Some of the dogs nearly drowned, but they managed to revive them. An 82-year-old man in a ute found them on the road, asking them if they needed help. So they bundled the small dogs in a box and tied the larger dogs on the back and escaped the valley, leaving behind a derelict home. There's no way you could even get in the house for silt. The kitchen side of the house is just about gone, the wall's just about out, the furniture's all backed up inside it, and we had um, drawers coming down the hallway, uh, leaning against the kitchen window. All of the dogs survived, and the six dogs staying at her kennels are with other families until they can be returned to their owners. She's staying in Bayview and says they're being well supported and her neighbours are okay. Katrina rang the neighbours over the road and said, how are you going? And they said, we're, we're in, up to our waist in water. And later on they got in the ceiling and they got out when we got out the next day. She's insured, but thinking about the future is too hard right now. Nearby, Bayview residents are banding together to check on and support those impacted in the Esk Valley. Rowan Kyle is one of them. Uh, I'd call it an apocalypse, basically. There's just logs, there's... Being local to the area, it's just unrecognisable. I mean, there's just cars upside down, stacked everywhere. It's, yeah, it's like a bomb's gone off, really. He says one of the new developments has been devastated. They're just filled to the brim with mud, silt. Yeah, they've just had it. They're saying that there's potential that they might just have to write them off completely. He doesn't understand why the Defence Force hasn't been in to assist them, saying residents have been mostly left to organise and pick up the pieces. So I thought a little army um, thing might have got set up and um, with some comms and whatnot and just and de- started delegating rather than like the locals banding together themselves sort of with the unknown and trying to just sort of fudge their way through it. Prime Minister Chris Hipkins is discouraging people from speculating over the death toll of Cyclone Gabrielle, saying some outlandish and unsubstantiated claims are circulating. It's no good to anybody speculating about um, how many people may have been injured or how many people may have died in this tragedy. We will certainly share that information as soon as we can. But I've heard some outlandish claims out there at the moment that there is no evidence to support. Chris Hipkins says the cyclone is the biggest natural disaster seen this century. 31,000 people in Napier, 6,000 people in Hastings and 1,000 people in Wairua have been without power for four days. Civil Defence in Hawke's Bay says there are still thousands of people in hundreds of communities who have yet to be contacted. 
Group controller Ian McDonald says there are too many uncontacted communities to list and they are prioritising those they suspect are worst affected by the flooding. There's literally there's, there's tens, tens and maybe hundreds of communities and look, communities can be anything from um, we've got a, th- a thousand people in one community at the back of Risington through to just tens of people or even a few people. Ian McDonald says helicopters are delivering communication gear and emergency supplies to the worst affected communities. It is 23 minutes past six and you're with Checkpoint on RNZ National.